Ladies, gentlemen, welcome to the colorful world of Skittles. Skittles brings you a jolt of five fruity flavors in every bite, giving you the chance to taste the rainbow like never before. Break free from the ordinary day-to-day with the help of Skittles Chewy Candy. Skittles is a must in my candy jar, movie snack, even my secret, so an afternoon pick-me-up. And I don't even care who knows it. Add a splash of joy to your day with Skittles. There's nothing better than fruity fun that tickles your taste buds. Taste the rainbow. Welcome to Dear Young Queen, the podcast. And we're rolling. That's fun. How cute, though. So good. Honestly, the best perk that people don't want to talk about, but it's such a perk, is that $15 Uber credit that your Amex gives you every month. Do you have your Amex connected to your Uber? No, I didn't know that. Oh, yes. It's like nothing and like maybe might get you to the corner. But nonetheless, every time I get the notification, I'm like, you're like, yes, I need it. We need need to be reimbursed. Do you get your SACS credit at the end of the year, too? No, no. Yeah. I need to look. I don't have a SACS card. No, your Amex. Oh, so it's. You get like if you spend five hundred so sacks, which is one trip. You get yeah, yeah, yeah. two hundred and fifty back annually to your statement credit. You get it for Uber. You get it. I love that. Yeah, you figure out your credit card perks for sure. I have a lot to figure out in the coming months. Once I started realizing that I was losing my upgrades on flights to people who just spent money on their credit cards. Yeah. Right. I was like, oh no, I got to figure out how these perks work. Yeah. <laughs> There's some, like amazing Instagram accounts too that like, that give you all these hacks. Really? I mean, I'm yes. not on TikTok yes. because I feel like I'm old as fuck, but like, TikTok you know, I'm not, really I know it's really, every hack for anything I know you can find everything, but fortunately some people bring it to Instagram for, I do. <laughs> I was just about to say, I like to do the little, like it's a two for one where they have the TikTok on Instagram. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, I gotta see yeah. it. Use all your social channels, yes. please. If we're feeling too old for TikTok, are we the family members that we clowned about Facebook? Facebook? Are we? Them? Oh. You know what? Though I think that Instagram is going to be around for a long time, like with all these like TikTok bans that are happening. That's true. Agreed. So, like, what? Where is that going to go? Yeah, like maybe we are, but like. I don't know. I feel like Instagram's here to stay. But remember when Instagram was just a picture and a caption? I, know. I, know. <laughs> I was one of the ones from back in the day that like was 2012. like, here's a picture. You put in the caption where you were. You didn't have the location. Yeah. You didn't write yeah. that. <laughs> At Scarpetta. Yeah. Right. Wine yeah. glass. Exactly. 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 Dad, those, those were the days. Those were it was the super days. simple. No, the days. The days were when there was none of it. It's That's a- right. That's true. Yeah. The days were when there were none of it. That's yeah. right. When there was a disposable camera. Hello. But TikTok, I'm sorry, but Facebook ultimately, no, 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 that's not where I was going. Twitter is where I was going. I don't even know how Twitter works anymore. I'm not even on Twitter at all. You get on Twitter, it's like you don't even understand what the buttons do. No. Not even. I'm like, be careful. (laughs) I'm like, don't "Don't touch anything. (laughs) Don't touch anything. I'll be the one that'll mess around and hit something and then accidentally send something out. That's That's one of my biggest fears, though, is that. Is joking on ourselves about how we're getting old the way that we deal with getting old? I think I love getting old. You do? I do. I love it. I'm like all about aging gracefully right now. Like, okay. Have you seen the, the meme out there that it's like, I, I'm not going to apologize for getting wiser, smarter, finer, Correct. fitter, yes. better, all of it. I'm here we're for all of it. And I want every drop that life has for me, you know? Yeah. You know, I want everything Absolutely. that it has for me. The good, the bad, all the in-between stuff. I want it. I want it all. My mom always yeah. says, like, what's the alternative? Yeah. She's like, you're going to get another year older, so get better, or 
you don't. Yeah. You don't. So, so like, what is, what are right. we really fighting about with age? Yeah. I love getting older. Yeah. I'm loving this phase. I'm like, I love this space that I'm in in my life right now. I'm here for like all of it. Uh, on this platform, we've been trying to bring women of all ages mm-hmm. from all different backgrounds. And Alexis and I had a, an episode, just her and I chit chatting about how much we love including the younger women. Yeah into the conversations, yeah. but there is something that it reiterates in us and having the conversations like, damn, we've really grown. Yeah. Yes. Like, damn, I really learned yes. so much. Like I remember being yes. right there and you may, you know, to a younger one, maybe eons ahead of where I was at that age because mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. have so much access now. But as I sit here and listen to you, I'm proud of my evolution. And I totally feel like there's used to be a lot of a lot more competitiveness amongst women and their ageism yes. where like young women were like, you're old as yeah. right. Yeah. But then yeah. like older women would really hate on younger women. Yeah. There's a jealousy like, attached. Like a jealousy situation. And I remember thinking to myself, especially because I like, I was with somebody, a man who was so much older than me. So I would get like shade from a lot of women, from the women that are his, his age, his age. Right. And like, there was a lot of shade that yes. would come with that. Yes. Yep. And I remember thinking like, that's not cute. Like, that's not a cute look. Look, like I don't want to be You're like that that's heavy. Person. I'm like, do you know how beautiful it is to be young? You yeah. know how wonderful it is to be young and not know everything? Yeah. As much as I'm like, I love being this age. I love getting older. I love growing. I see women younger than me and I'm like, shine, mama. Like, you better live. Yes. I'm like, girl, you and know? don't forget to do this. I'm like, yeah, you better work. Like, you better we're do this feeling it. I'm feeling it now at this age. Like, the, the recovery is not the same. I'm, 10 by 10. Yeah. 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 You're like, so. Skincare. So enjoy all of that. So Lex. Sorry, sorry. Who we got sitting next to us today in Casa Lex? We have Miss Nikki hanging with us. And she is the creator and the innovator for the No with Nikki Spo podcast. I mean, top two percent podcaster. I just got to plug that. Please, please, Hello. we need to know what's going on. Thank you for allowing me the space to be here. Yes, yes. And also, we have to give her. She has the cutest names for like her listeners and her guests yes. on the show. Yes. They're truth seekers yes. and truth speakers. Right. Yes, you're both. Yes. You're the I truth be speaker both. and seeker. I try to, I try to be. We're going to seek the truth and we're going to speak the truth. That's right. If honesty yes. is what you want, yeah. then I think we have the right guest on the show today. I would like you to maybe invite a friend that drinks <laughs> because I'm getting tired of your mocktail. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> we'll be right back. No, no, but that could not have been more perfect. It's really unfortunate. I mean, I'm sorry for your jacket and for your pants. Welcome back. Uh, Sorry um, for that. So you talking all that shit about the mocktails. I think it's about time I need to start making you one because you over there fumbling and everything. But we're back. We're back. Good thing I came in a windbreaker. I mean, (laughs) just the the repel is real. Alexis, what is in here? I'm going to call this a dragon lady. I love that. And because the main base is this beautiful dragon fruit, I added that and some lemonade. Okay. And you have some Blanco tequila. That's what you have with yours. And you have just the lemonade. (laughs) I have just the delicious. Yes. Just the lemonade. Is it going to leave my tongue purple? No. We're good. It's staying free as we see. (laughs) (laughs) It's staying free. Definitely staying free. Definitely thank you. Well, yes. cheers. Cheers. I love that. I've been on mocktails for three years now. Hey. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Your kids are, how old are your kids? Five, three, and eight months old. 
Okay, so the second one took you out. The second one took me out. Like a yes. lot of, actually, a lot of stuff took me out, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. "Yeah, we're gonna. This is gonna be a no go." I got sober. Yes, yes. Been sober for three years. Wow. It's like pretty. Congratulations. Like, thank you. That's pretty, yes, not proud of that. That is not an easy feat. Girl, no. Especially just being social. I, it's I, like kind of hard just to like sit outside and not get a cocktail. Um, listen, no. Like, really why hard. would you patio and no with no cocktail? Yeah. Like, Let me keep it super real. Yeah. You know what it is? It's hard to be insecure and not drink. How about that? Part of me drinking, going out and drinking, I was like so insecure and uncomfortable in my own skin mm. that I'm like, I needed to do that so that I could be fun at the party, so I could feel okay at the party, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I could be good on the boat. Or you know fit how amazing in it or is? whatever. Now that I can go on a boat and be like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah. I'm a vibe. Do you find yourself maybe turning down activities or things or leaving a little bit earlier? I'm really intentional about everything that I do now. Yeah. So like, I don't go to a bar just to hang out at a bar. If I'm going to be in a bar, I'm going to celebrate somebody's birthday. I'm yeah. here for a, yeah. a purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can have so much fun with wasted people. Mm. It doesn't bother me, but I'm like, yeah. is this fun for me or not? Like, yeah. and I can have an honest conversation and make an honest decision yep. from that point where yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. this is not fun anymore. Bye. I, I definitely know that I use alcohol to ease my social anxiety. Mm. Oh my gosh, for sure. Having a little drink that, that settles you down with social anxiety. Oh, 100%. I hate when people clown people for asking who's going to be there. This is no, I'm I not, used to know. I'm not asking because I'm nosy. I'm asking because I need to know my anxiety is running wild. I'm on. so like that. So like who, who would might be there? be there? Who I could run into? Okay. Who I haven't seen in a long time? Who did I not call back? Who no, I'm... I I'm like running through like, okay, I what see. am I going to talk about with these people? I yes. See. Like, I'm like, yes. okay, I need to know who's there, what I have in common with them. I like such a plan about what I'm going to say. Yeah. Come on now. I need all of that. And so that, or to, I, I rarely carry a clutch. Me carrying a clutch is bad because there's nothing for me to fidget with or hang on to. If I have a strapped bag or a shoulder bag, it gives me something to, to do. To play with. A clutch, you're, I'm stuck. It's not a crutch. It's, a it's clutch. not a crutch yeah, at I all. A clutch yeah. is not a crutch. Yeah. And so it's like those little things, the alcohol, the bag, the whatever to just like warm you up to the act of performance, even yes. if it is just being yeah. yourself. I noticed that if I drank before or pregame before, then I become more paranoid. That's- when I show up, I fill out the room. And I'm like trying to fill out everybody. I'm like, Bye. okay, let me see what's going on. Yes. I'm having more fun now than I ever had when I was drinking. Really? Like I, if, like so. If I dance on a table like today, that's yeah. what I'm gonna do. That's what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. Like if I, I do exactly what I want to do when I want to do it. I'm not overthinking it. I'm not like thinking about it the next day. Like, oh my gosh, should I dance on that table? Like, hell yeah, I dance on that table. And like we're talking about, like I identify as an alcoholic. I think people need people that feel relatable to uh-huh. them. To be like, oh, alcoholics are not just like bums who live under yeah. the bridge. Yes. Right? Yes. Like they're normal people every day. Like they're doctors, teachers, yep. moms, Correct. parents, yep. whatever. Every like normal ass people who struggle with addiction. Correct. And so like my whole thing is like I'm super comfortable with identifying as an alcoholic because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know that it helps other people. And like I'm also living like my best life now. as a sober woman. This episode of Dear Young Queen is sponsored by eBay. Authenticity Guarantee. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you know you're getting the real deal. Whether you're looking for a head-turning handbag or a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear that make every step feel fly. These days, to know for sure you're getting the real deal, go straight to eBay. When you're searching, just look for that blue check mark. It will say Authenticity Guarantee. 
That means when you buy it, you can be confident that it's authenticated by real experts. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. But what were the traits or things that made you say, I'm an alcoholic? Well, I think that I drank as an alcoholic ever since I started drinking. Like my first drink when I was 15 years old was Mm -hmm. to like escape my pain. Mm -hmm. The pain of being myself was so heavy that I was like... I need to escape it at yeah. all costs. I need to escape it. And, you know, and that was drugs too. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. here's something that I've actually come to learn. Like whether it was an upper or a downer, right? An alcohol is a downer yep. ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, drinking alcohol gave me permission to feel sad. Okay. Mm-hmm. And anything that made me up gave me permission to feel happy. Because in my world, the baseline, I didn't have permission to feel. I felt like I didn't have permission to feel my big ass feelings. I feel so largely. And like now I, I know that that's a, such a blessing. Like yes. how privileged am I that I get to have the like the full gamut of feelings in this life. Absolutely. Like, I will come to the end of my life and know I felt every, every feeling. Everything. Yes, like, yes, and yes, that, yes. That makes me feel so grateful, you know? I understand But like that. back then I was like, no, 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 you're not, Nikki's not allowed to feel these things. It's bad. Feeling these things is bad. And drinking or using gives me permission to feel the feelings. And hmm. was that a pressure or something that you felt internally or were there, were there external pressures that made you feel like you shouldn't feel? I these think things? both. We judge ourselves sometimes for feeling these things, like not understanding. And as children, like we have, we have the feelings, but like, do we always have somebody guiding us through the feelings and like working us through that? And it takes like a really healed parent yes. or adult figure in your life to be able to do that when in my case, like I didn't have a healed person walking me through those feelings. And so I felt like the, the act of having those big feelings was like bad. I have always thought to myself, well, first of all, I didn't want to have kids because mm. of my relationship with my mom. And here I have three and I'm like, this is, this is the best <laughs> shit ever. God, right? Like I'm like, always yes, knows. Yes, yeah, God yes. knows. God, God knows. knows. But God like knows. when I was having my, when I was pregnant with my first son, I was like, I don't, I gotta, I gotta figure out this like soul relationship that yes. I'm going to have with this person, this soul contract that I'm going to have with this little human. And I remember coming to a place where I was like, there is no hierarchy between my child and myself. I am not higher in a hierarchy. Like it is not my job to be above you. And my word is what it is. Like I view my children as souls that have come to this earth, this physical world. And I simply have more physical time in this. Like I have no idea how old this child's soul is. (laughs) How old is my soul? My presence here on this, in this physical world is just longer. Therefore I know more earthly things Mm -hmm, that I mm -hmm. have, that I have the power to teach you and educate you on, but your soul is equal to mine. That's right. It's so interesting. It's like like when you initially said that I was like, no, as you continue to flush it out, I agree. But I do think in this world, as we are becoming so much more free Mm -hmm. and so much more open and learning Mm -hmm. all these new ways to do things, I sometimes believe that some of what respect and tradition is getting lost in that Hmm. because that hierarchy that that. doesn't exist in your household 
needs to exist when your child goes to school. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And they're not equal to the teacher. Right. At all. And their souls are not the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of those things. So I struggle when I hear things like that because I very much grew up in the in a world where my mother was the adult authority figure. So much to the point that I, and I want to raise my kids like this also, like we would go out of the house. My mom would be very clear. My job is not to watch you. Your job is to watch me because if you get lost, guess what happens? They take you to the police station to try to find your home. Hmm. So you don't want to get lost. You need to follow me. Now, when you look at it, it's like, oh, that's crazy. You're making your kid, but no, actually it gave me a, a huge reality set. Yeah. Reality check yeah. that like, this is my caretaker. Right. And I better hold on to her yeah. and I better yeah. keep her close and keep her tight because she's going to want the best of me. And if I fall out of her grips, something could happen, which is where it gets dangerous. Well, I think there has because to be a balance. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 There definitely has to be a balance. the other side of it, right, is that it made me overly dependent on my mom. Mm, it sure. made me never think that she was wrong. It made me, like, it did a lot of things on the other side. But I don't exist in this world with authority problems. People's friends, parents loved me, right? There were those things that I didn't, you don't know you're doing by maintaining some of that authority, whatever. And obviously I don't have children. So take everything I say with a grain of salt, right? I only have have my experience. You have experience. That's okay. 100%. You have experience as being a child. Thank you. I really do think it's a balance because then there's times where my kids try the hell out of me. You know what I mean? They They know. They know. They know. They know. Right. I'm like, we're not actually going to do that. Like, we're we're not going to do it. Yes, I see your soul and your soul is equal to mine, but we're not going to act like that. Right. And there's boundaries too. Like, these are the boundaries boundaries. that I'm going to set for you and then you can operate freely within them. Like, Mm. you cannot talk to me that way. You can share what's on your mind. Absolutely. But you in can't this, talk to in, me like within that. this boundary, within this like pool of what I'm yes, setting for you. That's right. Yeah. And we and yeah. we have to correct them. We have to yes. set those boundaries. Like I'm in the teenager space yeah, right. of them really saying, This is who I am. I'm standing up and they're woke. <laughs> and they, they have yes. and they have statistics and they have TikTok to let them know what X, Y. No, 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 not in this household. Back in the day. It's funny, you know, like I have major, <laughs> you mentioned like uh like not having any issues with authority. I had major issues with authority because mm-hmm. my mom was an addict, you know, Mm. and like she passed away last year and that I was estranged from her for a while. And, um, I've made peace with, with her and her soul, which I'm grateful for, but like for what it's worth, my mom was an addict and she would fall asleep at five, six o'clock in the evening and Mm. I wouldn't have dinner. And I'm no, I'm an only child. And like, my dad was a firefighter. So he was sleeping at the fire station, you know? So I'm like here cleaning up after my mom. Literally, and myself, and like figuring out how I'm gonna eat dinner. And God bless my dad, he was providing for us. Like, I have no blame towards him, you know, and he was doing his best. But like, I would be like, okay, mom, I'm not listening to you. Dad, you're not here. I'm not listening to you either. I was like, everybody, I'm a teenager. I'm going to go out and I'm going to go home at three o'clock in the morning. They're like, you're going to be home. Actually, you're going to be home at 1230. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm actually going to see you. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I'll be home at three because you can't tell me shit. You might pay my bills like that. I live here, but like ain't ain't nobody caretaking around here. Yeah. Yeah. Who was that person in your life? Me. Only no other family members. You know, I had other families. I had other family members show up like, I have a moment that I like distinctly remember in my life. I identify it as a big T trauma. Okay. And it was one night, I'll never forget, I was four. I was four years old and my mom fell asleep in my bed. And I remember 
shaking her and being like, mommy, mommy, wake up, wake up, wake up. And she wouldn't wake up. And I thought that my mom was dead. Mm. And it was a really, really scary moment for me as a four-year-old in my home by myself. My dad's at the fire station. I know he can't come home. So I dialed my grandmother's phone number. And back in the day, like, I don't even know that I knew her phone number. I just kind of had memorized, like, the pattern of where it was on the phone. And I remember I was so little. My grandmother came over. It was my dad's mom. My mom's family lives in Puerto Rico, which I had the blessing of visiting last week, getting to reconnect with, with her family and my roots. Um, but my dad's mom showed up. I remember I was so little that I had to, like, get on a chair to unlock the door. And my grandmother showed up for me. But that was, like, a really scary moment that I remember thinking that my mom had died hmm. and being alone in my home. I can't so like, cause the reality of what is life now is like instant. Yeah. Instant. It is like I everything about life, food, shelter, like, yes, everything. I was really scared. Yes. Despite how much she was or wasn't providing or showing up for you at that moment. And I also want to say that like, there, like there's so much duality in things. Like my mom was a great mom in so many other ways. Like she was a teacher at the school mm-hmm. and she was a functioning alcoholic and she showed up and she was like the one at the front and center of my dance shows cheering me on. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think my mom was so, so much in her own pain that she couldn't, she didn't have the resources. She didn't talk about what happened to her. You know, and that's, that's a book that I love. What happened to you? She didn't talk about what happened to her. And so she ch- coped in the only way that she could. Hmm. And I like, don't, even blame her. Like I hold no more resentments towards, towards her. Alexis and I were listening to the pod and you had mentioned you found more peace with her since her passing. Yeah. In, in understanding that there was not a physical body here that you could be angry at. Yeah. Mm. That you could be mad that you could have the tension with. You don't have that option anymore. I think that we all know that the generational trauma is real and we see it in every system. Generational trauma is a very, very real thing. That's and right. so I would be lying if I said I don't have any. I, I, I so have it. I so have generational trauma. I would be silly to sit here and say that I'm not passing any of it down to my children because I am an imperfect person. I'm still growing. I'm still learning. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. think that like my mom didn't know how I needed to be loved. They didn't know how I needed to. Like, I don't know I don't have all the answers for my children. Like there's still, but aren't we all me. still trying to figure that out? It's exactly. Like, I don't know, like what I'm putting the, my negative bullshit that I'm putting on my children. Yes. That Affect they're going to take later. that with them in their life. And that's going to yes. be their worst case scenario. Yeah. Like hopefully yeah. I'm lightening the load in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think that's what I'm trying to do is like and I, lighten that's the load. my goal too. And like, that's with it. the work that I'm doing. And on then myself. when your yes. kids, Yes. They'll lighten it a little bit like, more. Maybe they Absolutely. lighten it a little bit and, more. And each generation that goes That's right. On, I just got you, chills. I just got chills yeah. because I think that's what it's about. It is. It is. For it's sure. about doing a little bit of just a tiny bit more. And I always say that, you know, particularly women is the experience that I have. When you see your mother do something, we either totally embrace it and dive heads in hmm. or we go opposite. Something stupid and simple. I used to wake up as a kid every morning. My mom would do three things. Coffee, cigarette, C-SPAN. Three C's. C-C-C. What's C-SPAN? <laughs> C-SPAN is like a political channel. Like a CNN. Like a oh. CNN that basically you just watch the House of Representatives and the Senate all yeah. day. I mean, the coffee and cigarettes sound pretty good. Yeah. Coffee, except cigarettes. For, except for the cigarettes kill you. Uh, yes. And the yes. smell Sorry. of that shit in the morning to I me know, as a sucks. child. I know. I, have, I remember... Listen, the first thing opening first your thing. eyes to be the smell of a cigarette and the smell of coffee. I know. Yes. To this day, I do not smoke cigarettes and I do not drink coffee. Because you right? remember that. That was Damn. a distinct thing. 
wasn't anything trauma breaking. It wasn't anything like, but that was just enough for me to be like, I never want to do that. Is it kind of like a little trigger then? It is. I'm not going to lie to you. When I smell coffee, it literally turns me off. I'm like, like yeah. I have shit to say. Hot bean water. Why are you drinking that <laughs> yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I have things to say. Yeah. Right? And it's so small. And it's not family trauma. It's not a history of abuse, domestic abuse, addiction. It is something so ridiculous that just has passed on to me. It's a memory bank. This is part of your memory bank. That's this right. is how you see things. This is, these are feelings that you remember. They're feelings. Like, and I have a very similar example. That's like, interesting first of all, how the aroma has tr- right. has trickled through your years. Absolutely. And I, yeah. I have an example. For first of all, I I've done both. Right. Yeah. I've like dived headfirst into everything my mom did. Yep. Hmm. With the coffee and the cigarettes yes, and, the, and yes. the drinking. Yep. Yes. Yes. And then I've also like not. I've also been like, oh, I gotta back up, back. Up. I have like happy memories of coffee and cigarettes and I have really bad memories of coffee and cigarettes. And like when I moved into my home that I live in now, the kitchen was like this shade of cream yellow. Okay. And I'm like, I hate my kitchen. Everybody's like, you have a beautiful kitchen. I'm like, I hate the color of the kitchen. They're like, it's a nice kitchen. And I'm like, no, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when my mom used to smoke in the house. And I remember my dad got Uh, so pissed off once that he like unhinged the cabinet of the kitchen (laughs) And he went outside and he scrubbed it back to white and said, look at what's happening in our home. Like our cabinets are turning yellow because Because you're smoking in the house. Imagine what's happening to our daughter. So like, you know, I have, I have those triggers too. Yeah. Wow. Wild. And that's why I say we don't know what we're passing. But those are like like the little tea things. It's like the everyday little thing. And those aren't like devastating traumatic events. Yeah. No, it's just a foggy thing for you that you carried with you. Totally. It's summertime. The heat is in full swing and so is my AC bill. I make sure to keep my apartment cool, even if that means I have to run it up. But apparently, I'm not the only one who loves it in here this way. I currently have tenants who are not paying rent or my utility bills. Here in New York where I live, I feel like every season ushers in its own bugs. Springtime, ladybugs. Summertime, ants. And yep, Every year, at the same time, I find myself on Google and Amazon trying every new product or home remedy. But I just got put on to a pest control brand that can give me peace of mind when using it throughout my home. Meat Stem. Utilizing botanical extracts, stem scientists harness the power of Mother Nature and put it in a bottle to deliver a product engineered to solve any bug problem. While I'm currently using the Stem Bug Killer Spray, they also have a Stem Bug Killer Aerosol, a Mosquito Repellent Spritz, and a whole bunch more. At Stem, they believe that Mother Nature could teach us a thing or two. And let's be real. If anybody knows how to fight bugs, it's Mother Nature. STEM. Rooted in nature. Optimized by science. Safe for use around people and pets when used as directed. STEM products are available online through Amazon and in stores at big box retail stores such as Walmart, Target, and even Dollar General or Walgreens. Visit stemforbugs.com to learn more. And visit at stemforbugs on Instagram. Get yours now. So as we said earlier, guys, you know, she has her own podcast, Killing It. Killing It. Thank you. Yes, yes. And so I'm a particular fan of the solo episodes. Thank you. I feel like it's where the audience gets to know you more, best. That's how I found about your mother, your relationship with your mother. That's how I found out about some of like the season of life that you're in right now. Thank you. You recently had one that was, I think it was, um, are we, are we crazy? Are we all fucked up? Yeah. That's what it was. Are we we all fucked up? I feel like people toss around the word trauma, 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 trauma. I'm traumatized. Oh my God, we're trauma bonding. Yes. Oh my God, yes. trauma. It's yes. like a yes. hit yes. word right now. What do you yeah. call it those is. Like it is a hit buzzwords. word. Trauma is the yes. new gaslighting. 
I mean, but uh, all of it is happening. Like, everybody's yes. gaslighting. Everybody's a narcissist. Everybody's been traumatized. Yes. yes. But, like, yes. Yes, also. But, but like, also, we yes. Yeah. Yes. We yeah. So we have to deal with that shit. And we're... We, we, Think about it. We have to give ourselves grace too right now because yeah. we're all just coming out of this pandemic. Yes. It's just been a little fucked up. Yeah. The- Alexis, who doesn't curse, <laughs> that said it. Oh, she did. She said it. It's out. Don't beep it's that. Been fucked up. Don't beep that one. <laughs> no, but you're right. But anyways, so the traumas. So we're listening to the episode. You bring up yes. two types of traumas. Yeah. Not just the buzzword trauma. She gives us, breaks it down. So yes. tell us the Nikki version <laughs> Of what big T and little T's are. So big T trauma is usually something that has like a major event, the loss of a parent, a a car accident, Mm -hmm. a severe repeated physical abuse, the loss of any loved one. You know, um, little T trauma is more of like your day to day heavy things that you might experience, like being exiled by your friend group at school. Mm -hmm. Um, even like bullying that would fall under little T trauma. Um, like being made fun of those types of things are more like on the day to day. Like they're not necessarily in your major, major life event category. I think, you, I think part of the way you use it too was the little T's don't include like, how did you say it? You said, I don't know how I said it. Events that don't include yeah, violence or disaster. Okay. Right. So violence. sure. Violence or disaster. Big T's have right. violence and disaster yes. attached. Little T's have so she, no. Thank you for listening. And taking, sure. taking, and notes. taking notes okay. because I don't remember what I said. <laughs> yes. So yeah, so that's where it is. And I think everybody has some of both. I used to teach at an inner city middle school in Little Havana Mm -hmm. where most of the kids were black and Hispanic and were on free and reduced lunch, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. took like three city buses to get to school. And who knows if they ate on the weekends. Right. You know what I mean? And I remember thinking like, okay, I know that this child's mom is on drugs. I know that this child takes his three younger siblings to the elementary school and then shows up and- in dirty, smelly clothes. And that's why he's falling asleep in my class. And I remember thinking like, they probably look at me like this white privileged woman, which is true, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Who's their teacher telling them to get their shit together in the classroom. Yes. I had to work through that for myself because I remember thinking like, I see you. My life was full of the big T's too. You know what I mean? Like with my mom and like me having to feed myself and me having to take Mm -hmm. care of her and like, Mm Nothing was what it seems on the outside. And so the reason why I bring that up is not to compare because I don't think that there should ever be a comparison between anybody's trauma, but I think that it is all relative, Absolutely. right? So like you have your life of unique circumstances that you grew up thinking is normal. Yep. It's normal for me to take the Absolutely. bus to school. It's Absolutely. normal for me to have clothes that smell like this. It's normal for me to wake up with my mother having a, a coffee and a cigarette. This is yes. normal for me in my world. That's right. In my world, it was normal for my mom to fall asleep at five, six o'clock and for me not to have dinner and for me to have to take her upstairs and like make sure that she was in clean underwear and clothes. Yeah. That was normal. On the outside, we know that both scenarios are not normal. No, Mm -hmm. right? No. And they can be different on the scale of severity, but still have the same weight of impact on that individual. Absolutely. And and how it affects them, but also then how they carry that. How they carry it through their life. Yeah. In the world. Absolutely. Yeah. And obviously at 12, 13, 14, 15, you don't know. No. But then when you're 20, 25, you're on your own, you have your losses, you have your big T's that happen. Then you're like, wait a minute. 
Okay, let me let me go back to where this could have triggered or this could have could have you know impacted this. I have that conversation with one of my one of my favorite guests, his, whose name is Giorgio Vaya, and he was a man that I I taught with, and I shared a lot of like my dark feelings with him, and he really he and his wife helped me through that a lot, and um, we talk about how even your perception of your trauma will change over time hmm. as you grow. How I feel about what happened to me when I was little in my twenties is different from how I feel about it now that I'm in my thirties, which Correct. might be different once I'm in my forties and, and so on Absolutely. and so forth, because you grow and you learn and you perceive things differently and you have to allow yourself the grace to allow it to change. Absolutely. Like you don't have to stay committed to one storyline for your life. Like you don't have to Correct. like say, this is my story and I identify with this story and this is my yeah. story. Yeah. And I think we have to show us, give ourselves permission to change, like the right to change. I have the right to change my mind. I have the right to change how I feel about something. I reserve the right to be wrong yeah. about what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Like how, how often do we hold on to like, I was right in that moment when like, I reserve the right to be wrong. That's a key point. And another thing you talked about, you touched on in your episode that a lot of times people say it's not what happens to you. It's how you respond. Right. It's so, like the overall arching statement that people say all the time. They say that. So it's easy to say that. It's easy to say, oh, it's not what happens to you. It's how you respond to what happens to you. But how you respond to what happens to you depends on what already happened to you and how you learn to respond to it. Okay. So let's use you for an example, right? The first response to your natural feelings was to run to alcohol or to whatever, which is what you knew. Yeah. All you had seen as a response to dealing with problems Uh is to just like drink it away and whatever. But at some point- you changed that response right. and said, actually, this is not the way that I want to handle these interact these yeah. situations anymore. I think that sometimes you don't actually change. I think you just learned it. The only way you knew how to respond was escapism right. prior. And then you got into the world and you met people who met their problems head on. Yeah. And you met people who didn't run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. had other examples That's that right. say, oh... Now I can, I can learn to be yes. different. The way that you're responding to shit, like you said, is what you know. And that's okay. Yes. We, In the moment when you were self-medicating, that was all you knew. And there, on that point, like you have to come to a place where you're able to forgive yourself for the things that you did when you were in survival mode. Correct. Absolutely. You know, 100%. Like, absolutely. 100%. I agree and 100%. I feel like now, I think that the phrase... It's not what happens to you. It's how you respond. I think that it's overplayed. And and one of the things that I touch on in that episode also is that like, it's how we feel about what happens to us. Like, how do I feel about what happened to me? Like I, if you, we, we get really like spiritual and, you know, like Eckhart Tolle over here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. being really, really present, getting really, really present on how something makes you feel and assessing it. Like a lot of times we have a, a gut punch reaction. We yes. like, like an instinctual reaction. Very like instinctual. I have a fear of abandonment. Oh my gosh. That is my ism. Like yeah. one of my many isms. I have a lot of isms. Yeah, I have yeah. an alcohol. I'm an alcohol. I have alcoholism. I have a shopping ism. I have a list of the isms, right? So I have a fear of abandonment. I get severely triggered when I think I'm being abandoned. Yeah. And that can present in like a hundred million ways. That's right. You know, and my, my gut response is to like, hold on to it really tight. Yeah. I want to like, grab it. Yes. Or like, hold on. I'm like, don't you do that. Don't you go anywhere. And then, and then alter how you're going to keep it. Right. 
Whether you know? that, I mean, that could be money, it right? Could be like, it could be anything. It yeah. could be like yeah. w- an experience, like holding on to it. And so I have to like sit back and say, oh my gosh, wait, how do I feel right now that this thing, person, experience is leaving me? What, what, what is that feeling? I feel left alone. Okay, well, now what do I do about that feeling? feeling? I have alone. to feel myself. I have to know that I'm not alone because I always have my back. Because mm-hmm. I'm always here. That's right. Because I got me. Yeah. Yeah. And like that is loaded, right? Like it's so hard. Like how, how do we do that? How do we shift like the neural pathways to be able to stop and pause instead of like reacting in the moment, how we are instinctually programmed I'll, to, I'll, to, I'll tell you how just doing exactly this to get on your podcast and talking through it yes, to right. create spaces like this where women can be like, me too. Help me figure yes, it out. Yes. What Whoa, is happening? I had that happen like, to me. Right. And when yeah. we go back to, we mm-hmm. think about your parents or our parents, they didn't have as women did not have this, these spaces. No, no at all. And I'm also on the train that like everybody has a podcast and everyone doesn't need one. Yeah. Right. I'm also on that yeah. train. Same here. Same here. But I also want to continue to push women to be like, have that conversation. Yeah. Sit with your friends or sit with your homegirls or someone you just met and say, Hey, let's talk about alcoholism. Like That's let's right. do it so that we can start to not feel bad yeah. or isolated or alone right. in yes. those experiences yes. so that the next time that I feel like something's slipping from my grip, because I have that same feeling too. I have a fear of abandonment, right? I can remember Oh shit. Nikki definitely says at this moment to reflect on why you're reacting this way. Our parents didn't have that. No, they didn't. They didn't. And what a terribly lonely place to have to deal with your problems without feeling like you could even turn to your friend or your cousin to say, I'm unhappy in my marriage. I can't stand my children. All those moments. My friend doesn't show up for me, even though I show up for her. These bills are coming, becoming too much to manage. Imagine all of that shit yeah, and you yeah. couldn't tell nobody. Yeah. Well, I think that's why like. Because it would mean you were less of a woman. Right. That's right. right. Well, I think that's why women for a long time were, were, and family systems for a long time was like, you don't talk about your problems. You know, and I think women specifically didn't, we didn't talk about our problems. And I think that's like the power of community and what we're seeing happen in today's world is, is a really beautiful shift in the power of community. And I know from personally working a 12 step program is that like, I've heard so many stories from so many different alcoholics and different things. And it's like the same shit in different gift wrapping. It really is. It's like, everybody has the same feeling, the same fear, the same desire, you know, but it's all just packaged different. It's packaged differently. It's just in different gift wrapping. Really women particularly Mm -hmm. We are all on the same journey to womanhood. Yeah. No, no, no. What happened to your grandmother yep. happened to your mother, mm-hmm. happened to you. That's right. We go back to this generation. And will likely yes. happen. Yes. And I mean, struggles in with jobs and your career, with your partners, what it means to manage your family, how to, oh, physical everything. insecurities. Yes. Like all of that yes. is shit that is on the journey to womanhood. Yeah. We're going to go through it. It's how you navigate that journey that's different. Sometimes we get held up at that red light and we just stay there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easy to get stuck. You know, it's easy it really to get is. Stuck. It's really easy it to really get is. stuck. It's and it's hard. And stuck. it's, it's easy to get stuck and it's hard to get unstuck. Oh, getting unstuck is really That's right. hard. That's right. Cause we get in our head and we like, can't, and we like 
ruminate and it's hard to take the next step. And like, sometimes, you know, like, you know, the next right thing to do and you know, it's going to make you feel better and you just can't even bring yourself to do it. No. You know, and sometimes what's even more of a mind is that like, sometimes the pain is so comfortable that we'd rather stay. Stay in it. It's like the devil, you know, is better than the devil. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. The devil I don't know is better. I don't give a shit. It's interesting. I'm in a, I'm in that phase right now with my health. Hmm. I am so unhappy physically with my body. When I tell you that I, on some days, cannot figure out how to get myself to the gym. No, no, no. Can't figure it out. Know that I'm angry. Know that I'm unhappy. Have taken a shower. Have looked in the mirror. Have (laughs) paid for a monthly Pilates. Have paid for the monthly gym. The money is going out. The intention is there. And I cannot, for whatever reason, for the first time in my life, connect those two pieces. Interesting. And I'm struggling because I'm, I've never had trouble connecting those pieces. I know if you show up here for 14 days, you yeah, will you, absolutely get the results you want. Right. There absolutely. is no question. Absolutely. And There's you know it. Debate. You know, right, not, right. I know it. And you know better. But yeah. for whatever reason, there is something else happening in my yes. life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is yet. That is holding up my ability to push that for that part of me forward, despite knowing how to do it, yeah. despite having all the tools and the resources, right? And the resources. Yeah. I literally have just something else. Something, it is something else. Something else is clogging that It's like up. some type of self-sabotage that you need to sit with. Isn't and that wild? Also, Ashley, just like, thank you for your vulnerability and sharing that because I think like nobody really wants to admit like, I don't like my body. Right. Especially now in the world where like, where like everybody's like body positivity, yes. like love your curves and love your being skinny and yeah. love your yeah, this yeah, and yeah. like all that. And that's amazing. Yes. But like, so it's almost like, like we're not allowed to be... say I'm unhappy with how I, how I look because we're forcing this narrative and it's not forcing. It's a great thing because all bodies, yes, are beautiful, but we're also allowed to sit with the fact that like, I want to look and feel differently. And I have it within me and all the means I am physically healthy. My two limbs work. Yes, like yes, I could yes, go yes, walk on yes, the, I, I am yes. not of any, I don't have any ailments, any disabilities yeah, nothing that can stop me from, right, from yes. going out and doing this except for this mental it's block a mental that block. I have. And it's hard to take that step sometimes. It's just really hard to take that step sometimes. You know, and we're talking about this in the conversations that women have. Um, I was really fortunate enough to get invited to a women's m- money empowerment luncheon. Interesting. Which is another topic that women don't talk about. Like women are not supposed to talk about money for like so many reasons. Right. Like, like why can men have the conversation about money? Why, why why can men have the conversation about money? Like I want to come to a place where I have financial confidence, competence, and can talk to other women about how I want to invest my money, how I want to grow money. When I'm talking to you behind the scenes, I'm like, how are you monetizing your podcast? Yes. How do I do this? Who do I need to get in touch yes. with? How do I yes. do this? Like, there's enough, As we should. There's enough wealth, success oh, yeah. for all of us. For oh, yeah. everybody. Like, I'm not trying to hoard it. No, we I'm have to, to, we have to be more vocal. Because when you give it away, you get it back to You have to check out. That's we had right. an episode with um, Shay. She is a financial wealth advisor. Oh, I know Shay. I'm trying to get her on my show. Yeah, she's so good. She came came on. Shay, right? Yes. Yes. Uh And we had had that exact conversation. Like, how come I don't know where you're investing your money? Yeah. Yeah, right. What? Like, wait, wait. How come I can't figure? How come we're not working together to be like, girl, you know, we can return this yes. or hey you have a little extra change i like why don't we put it in this right yes right exactly. we're not, yes. we're not yes. having those conversations 
I'm saying I have nothing to wear because I can't go to dinner. I'm not actually saying, actually, I cannot drop another $200 this week. That's right. I can't actually. I shouldn't. It's a bad choice. It's a terrible decision for me this week, girl. But we don't want to do that because we don't want to let our friends down and we don't want them to look at us away and we don't want them to think we're irresponsible because you yeah. just saw me yeah, buy yeah. that thing, but now I can't afford dinner. Yeah. Like, right. It's like, all like, of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. All we, of it. All of it. Again, we have to give ourselves grace. Like, we really do. And that does come from exercising our brain and our hearts and our mind and our mouths to let people know what is going on. Yeah. Look, y'all got me over here cussing. F-bombs. But it's also but how we have you to. get closer to people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? It's how you get closer to people. It's how yeah. you get closer to people. Like Stop can, having small talk. Yeah. I can't do it. having deep talk. We have to. Yeah. Because otherwise I you're wasting our time. Our time. Yeah, our time is so precious. So I will say that like that's so precious. part of like why going out is, is harder for me is because like I don't have time to be, I don't, I don't just, I can't do the superficial shit. It's, it's a really lot hard of it. for me. It's a lot I'm of like, it. tell me, tell me your biggest fears in yep. life. <laughs> I, I'm like, at nice the party. to meet you, Nikki. What are you afraid of most? Right. What scares you? And that's like not socially appropriate sometimes. <laughs> so people are like, weird, weird Jake. Yeah. Um, but you know, so that's part of why it's hard for me to go out. Bet you didn't know this. One in eight people have worked at McDonald's. That's right. They went to McDonald's for a job and found so much more that it was too good to pass up. Like McDonald's online high school program, where over 82,000 people received access to education. And McDonald's archway to opportunity, where many have developed businesses and entrepreneurial skills. Think about it. With McDonald's, there's a lot of power in one in eight. One in eight have worked at McDonald's. And where you start stays with you. So this is a podcast about first and last. Right. First and so last. we got a first time question for you and we got a last time question for you. Okay. Yes. So since we just learned all about our big T's and little T's, yeah, yeah, it yeah. feels like a natural question. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us what was your first big T trauma? So my first big T trauma. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure like psychologically where this falls on the big T or little T, but for me, like I identify it as a very big T trauma that, that affected how I feel about being abandoned. And, um, when I was little, I got mad at my mom, duh, (laughs) (laughs) probably because of the drinking situation. And so I said, I'm running away. I'm leaving. And my dad was at the fire station. And so I packed up my little red wagon with like my stuffed animals. And I was like, I'm leaving. She goes, good. Don't come back. And I'm like, fine. I was like five, four or five years old. And I have all my stuffed animals in the red flyer wagon thing. And I walk down the street. It's dark. And I'm like, oh, snap. I better go back home. Oh, <laughs> You're like, this is not the plan. <laughs> this is why I had no plan. I had no yeah, plan. Yeah, yeah. This is not working out, right? So I go back home. And I knock on my, on my door. And my mom looked out the window. And she walked away from the door. Mm. And she left me outside. And I slept on my doormat that night. And my dad came home in the morning and saw me sleeping on the doormat. Wow. What's the trauma that happens after? It was actually a joke. Like we would joke about this, hmm. like throughout my entire life. Where it's like, oh my gosh, ha ha. Remember that time you threatened to, to run away and we left you on the stoop. Ha ha ha. Like that's how it would get told at like family, mm. like things. And I'm like, this is not funny. You're like, actually you should have brought me in. Oh my gosh. I had to do like hypnotherapy. Like my hypnotherapist would be like, okay, do this with your eyes, do this with your eyes to like detach. Now play music, play funny music while you're recalling this memory. It was, yeah, it it like, it really, really affected me. 
And I'm sure that you probably like have gone through other things even so that like. Yeah, I know, like bigger things. (laughs) But it doesn't affect you the same. It doesn't affect me the same. Um, Okay, well, you have a couple big T's. (laughs) Yeah, I have a couple big T's. Yes, yes. Last time question. What was the last like little T? Don't give me, I want like, you know, like. The car wash it and vacuum the mat type little teas. Yeah, so little tea, I, I have a couple. Um, when I was in middle school, I got really bullied for my for my ears. They my ears stuck out, so I wound up getting surgery on my ears to have them pulled back. So like they were like elfy ears, like they stuck out like this, and like people strangers would come Say to something. me like like I'd be at Venetian pool here in Miami in Coral really? Gables, and like people would be like, "Oh my gosh, look at your ears!" I'd be like, "I don't fucking know you." Yeah. Really? Yeah, like, so I got picked on a lot. And then back in the day in Kendall, and I'm sure all over Miami, <laughs> there was this thing called a slam book. And it was like social media. And so your name would be in this composition oh, book. No. And yeah. the book would travel the school. And you'd like get to your, you'd get the book and you'd like flip to your name yeah, and like see all the things. And they would all talk about my ears. And it, okay, it was. Little T trauma though, like, yeah. right? No, I got surgery. Like I begged yeah. my parents. I would tape my ears back at night and like hope that, that my that's ears how they would grow. Stick. Oh my wow. gosh. Yes. Okay, so I got the <laughs> surgery. And then in that's my twenties, I was pissed off at my parents because I'm like, you should have taught me how to love myself and that I was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> and now in my thirties, I'm like, I love my Yes. Yes. I made exactly. the best decision. Exactly. I'm like, I made the best decision yeah. ever. Thank goodness. Yes. You know, it's yes. Amazing. They stopped picking on me. Oh my gosh. That's so Little funny. tea traumas. I mean, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate everything that you've shared here today. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Alexis and I are mama's girls. We are two people that only sit on this and talk about what it is to celebrate and love your mother. Mm-hmm. Everyone doesn't feel like that. Nope. Thank you for 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 being the voice for that. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Nikki, why don't you tell the people right here in this camera where they can find you, follow you, listen to you, all that good stuff. You guys, you can find me on Instagram at Nikki Sap Spo. And my podcast is called The Know with Nikki Spo. It's streaming on YouTube and on every single podcasting platform. That's where you can find me. I hope you check it out. It's also available on www.nikkispo.com. Till next okay. time, ladies. Cheers. Cheers. This episode of Dear Young Queen was brought to you by STEM. Visit stemforbugs.com to learn more.